Ugh, I love this movie. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen this movie? <laughs> And we're rolling! Welcome back to So I Married a Cinephile. I'm Ben Farmer. And I'm Megan Carver. And uh, we have a special guest today. His name is... Jordan Jacobs. Yay! Vilcome. Yay! Yay! Thanks for being here. Of course. Here. Thank you guys. We're so um, excited. Yeah. I feel like, again, we have a lot to say. We do. I'm just so very much. excited to hear everybody's thoughts. So before we kick off, though, usually, you know, we start out this by talking about how our week went and yeah. what happened and things like that. I mean, I can shorthand mine. I got bronchitis and I'm fine now. <laughs> So whoever gets so, this mic after me is but, just going to have to deal. Good. Bless. Um, I feel like so much more has happened, though. Yeah. I was even talking to Jade about our ceiling incident last night. Oh, that's night. right. Yeah, our ceiling started leaking last night. Right. And, and like, said a, a liquid that smelled like Dr. Pepper. Something like that, which now that you've described the people that, above <laughs> us, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> they so, are literal garbage people. Like, yeah. It, they are hoarders. With a capital horror. Yeah. And they are, there is stuff just stacked <laughs> high as an elephant's eye. Right. And there's nowhere to walk except the little path that they I cleared. I think probably what happened is it's something nuts. just spilled and they couldn't find it. Right. So they're just like, I don't oh, know. Like, oh, Where no, is it? You know? It was so, just, uh, anyways, so, so we had, but I want to more importantly let our listeners know about you, Jordan, mm-hmm. and just kind of like who you are and who is she? And is what, she? what? Where do you park when you go to the mall? Yeah. yeah. Do you get a pretzel before you start shopping or What's after? What's your perfect sweet Sunday? treat? Before, during, and after. Okay. Great. <laughs> Correct. Okay. I'm an actor. Yay. Which Huzzah. means I work at a fitness studio <laughs> with Ben. Yes. We all three have worked at the same fitness <laughs> yes. studio. Yes. Which is <laughs> lovely. Yeah. Row House. Everyone amazing. come to Row House. It's awesome. Row House. I live uptown. I audition all the time. What's um, the last thing you auditioned for? An episode of SVU. Really? Which I rarely go in for TV. So that was like a fun treat. Uh, yeah. How, how did that go? Really well, I thought. Good. I texted Ben. I don't, that's like out of my comfort zone. So I texted Ben. And I was like, hey, uh, you ever been in for this office? Because I know nothing about them. Help me, help me, help me. Um, did that last time too. I've right. only been in for two TV shows in two years. So. Uh huh. Hey, hey. mm-hmm. Great. What, what did you go in for? A, a very complex character named Emerson. Yeah. He's been through some things. Sure. Um, you can put a diploma on it. Porn is porn. He's not the bad guy. No. You'll have to tune into SVU, I guess. I won't be on it, but someone will be. <laughs> The other yeah. guy there reading for that role looked just like me. So, <laughs> yeah. well, that, but that, hey, that's a good thing though. Then you know it's like your type is needed, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, right. yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah. And how was your week? It was great. I was busy mm-hmm. at work. Mm-hmm. We finished up our New Year's resolution challenge. That's mm-hmm. right. The resolve, resolve to row. And now everyone will stop working out. It's February first. <laughs> I know. So. Everyone's like, I did it. Leave right. me alone. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we can talk about what happened to us. Well, I mean, it was pretty much we said that bronchitis and leaky bronchitis ceiling. Bronchitis and the ceiling started peeing on us. <laughs> right. I mean, that's it started peeing Dr. Pepper. It on did. Me. It was awful, <laughs> and I made the worst noise. I made a mom noise. <laughs> like I woke it, up to patter, was... patter, 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 and I just went, oh, oh, <laughs> oh. And I'm dead asleep, and I hear that, and I'm like, "Is your mom here?" Yeah, that's the was... first thing I thought of. What else can you do? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I hate anytime I spill something or drop something or do anything like that. My mom, oh, oh, <laughs> noise comes yeah. out and I have no control over it. 
oh, sheer and internal panic. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> the other thing, mm-hmm. though, that connects in with what we're talking about today. Yeah. Uh, I had a terrible run in with Lin-Manuel Miranda oh. this week. Megan oh. and I have opposite kinds of run ins with Lin. I'm just waiting he lives for across him the street to pull and... you over next time you're walking Rocket and be like, hey, I don't know who that woman is <laughs> that walks your dog. But could you tell her to leave me alone? And I straight, like, I straight up told her, I'm like, if he asked me that, I'm just going to tell him you work for Rover. And Rover. That, you're that, my dog. And that you're new. I will pick Lin-Manuel Miranda over, over you, you any day. Any day of the week. And uh, you do know not what? make me choose. I do not judge you for that. <laughs> but no, he was like, he's, so he's back from Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah. And he was walking with his son. Mm-hmm. And I saw him and he, he knows who Rocket is. So mm-hmm. he recognized Rocket, our dog. <laughs> No way. Yeah. And I pull my head out of my scarf and I say, welcome back. And he, I didn't realize he was singing with his son and he was going jingle bells. They were singing jingle bells. And they were at jingle bells. And he goes, thanks so much. Jingle bells. Mm-hmm. And so that was fine. But then I just started singing with them because I'm a part of their moment and their life. And I was like, jingle bells. Oh. And then I immediately died. And I was so upset with my own behavior that I went home and took a nap like a child. Even Rocket <laughs> looked at you. Like, Even Rocket you, stopped and went, you piece of shit. <laughs> so whereas Ben like had a full on conversation with Lynn about this I think this we talked movie. about this last week. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, he was like carrying six pies home on Christmas Eve. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I just got my SAG screener. I'm really excited to see it. And he's like, well, I hope you got a big TV. And I'm like, I might have to watch it on my computer. He's like, oh, no, you can't do that. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'll work it out. So that's Ben's interactions. Meanwhile, <laughs> Megan starts like intruding on personal Teddy, family moments. Yeah. Teddy cool. Bundy over here She's being a fucking creep. Invite herself over for dinner one night. One time I stood seven feet away from him at the Hamilton lottery. Yeah. Um, uh, that's that's it. That's good. <laughs> No, that's good. I feel like that's another thing too. In New York, you just like get used to being around celebrities, right. except for me. Yeah, uh, you like <laughs> just three and a half years in, right? I'm still not used right. to it. But like you do, you just see them everywhere, and people are like, oh my god, it's Glenn Close. I'm like, yeah, I bumped into her the other day. Yeah, done that. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> speaking speaking of ooh, of oh, how do we segue? Looking on the. Okay, this oh, actually no. sort of segues into a little bit of one of, of one of my critiques. All right, I was trying to think of a song from this movie. Yeah, can't remember a single goddamn title. <gasps> what? Nope, can't remember. No, I'm trying to think. I'm like <laughs> exactly. I can exactly. think of two. I can okay. think of two off the top of my head. Okay. Speaking, Speaking of, of trying to do your best and find your way in the world. What? Speaking of, I bought that whimsical. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna do like three options. Okay. Speaking of whimsical nannies who come down from heaven to save us all uh-huh. i don't what you you do one okay um speaking of bumping into people that you weren't expecting to hey is that okay there it is. So right. you bump into someone because mary, mary poppins, poppins returns. returns count your blessings you're a lucky guy for you're underneath lovely London star. What? what? There's a nanny in my home and I didn't invite her. <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to work you today. You don't know. I can't afford you, <laughs> but you can stay. They can't. No. Uh, okay. All right. Let's do the IMDb here we breakdown. Are. Mary ben. Poppins Returns. So this movie came out in 2018. It's still award season right now. It got a couple Oscar nominations. So oh. yeah, it's we're talking about newer 
movies. It's great still. though. It's yeah. great because it's current and hip and fresh, and all the kids know it. Yeah, starring Emily Blunt in the title roles: Mary Poppins, Lin Manuel Miranda. Ben Wyshaw, Emily Mortimer. Mm. There's a couple other people who show up, like Julie Walters and Colin Firth and even Meryl Streep, and Meryl America's Street. Greatest Treasure. Mm. Did we need her in this movie, though? No, I don't we'll think get we that. did, but that's okay. We did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was a good performance. Okay. <laughs> of course it was. It was Meryl Streep. With a few <laughs> surprise cameos, which I think we might get towards in the end because they're technically in the trailer, but sure. we'll hold mm-hmm. off on those. Okay. Directed by Rob Marshall, written by, well, the screen story was by Rob Marshall, David McGee, and John DeLuca, based on the P.L. Travers series of stories sure. about Mary Poppins. Right. The IMDb breakdown. Decades after her original visit, the magical nanny returns to help the Banks, siblings, and Michael's children through a difficult time in their lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, a lot happens though, right? Yeah, you know. I mean, they can't give away too much, but it's like shit's hard. Here's a nanny. <laughs> like, here's a nanny. That's pretty much what it was. Yeah, you know. My favorite Disney movie was the original Mary Poppins. Right. So that's a disclaimer: is that this story is near and dear to Ben's heart. Very like, much so. I'm sure I haven't the faintest idea what you're talking about. My Disney favorite is Beauty and the Beast. So the Beauty and the Beast movie that came out recently with Emma Watson is a piece of garbage, in my opinion. I hated it. I I couldn't get through it. I had to turn it off. I would say mine's Beauty and the Beast, too, I think. Yeah, and I hated it. It Mm. just, it did not. I could not be here for that. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. (laughs) I still, I still sobbed. Right. But but yeah, yeah, 100%. Okay. (laughs) So I know that, Jordan, you actually told Ben before we saw it that it was like an amazing movie. (laughs) Okay, shut the doors. You guys, this is a bold claim I'm about to make. It's a hot take. This is the hottest take. I swear to you, I would put this in top five movie musicals ever made. Really? I really, really really would. So along with like, what else? What else would go in there? This is what I was trying to weigh because there there are the classics. There's like West Side Story. There's like My Fair Lady. There's like Sound of Music. There's Mm -hmm. Wizard of Oz. Mm -hmm. We get those. But in terms of like, especially in terms of contemporary movie musicals, I thought it was perfect. Mm. Like, I really thought it was perfect. And I think that is because of Rob Marshall. He knows how to direct a movie musical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like... What other mu- movie musicals has he directed? Chicago. Okay. Which I also think is a top five I would agree with that. ever made. I would agree with that. Into the Woods. Which I haven't seen. This one is niche. And if you guys haven't seen it, I'm like, I'm leaving this room. <laughs> The 1998 made-for-TV version of Cinderella starring Brandy and Whitney Houston. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Oh, my God, yes. You guys. He did that? He choreographed it. I had no idea he did that. That's the thing, is that he knows how to take these these stage shows and put them onto the screen in a way that you're in reality and then you flip into like a mode where you're in a proscenium theater. Sure. He does it so well. And he does it twice in Mary Poppins with the Royal Dalton music hall number. Mm. He makes them flat. Like you're like you're sitting in an audience. Yes. It's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. As he starts. I, I would agree to a point in that there are specific numbers where I felt just that, like the Royal Hall number, Triple Delight Fantastic yes. number, yeah. um, which required so much, yes. which I have a full breakdown of. I would agree. He he knows how to to bring a musical to life on screen. That being said, I didn't know if I was being man- emotionally manipulated or not. For me, it was it, it felt a little bit like watching The Force Awakens. And I'm like, is nostalgia carrying me through? Is this is this why I'm feeling these things? Because this is familiar? Is this like seeing an old friend and welcoming them into my house? You look older, mm-hmm. not quite the same, but it's still you. 
but you're different. But hi, it's good to see you. It's like having a stepmother that looks happening? like your actual mother. Right. You're not sure. Oh it's like, oh my you God. smell a little different, <laughs> no. but you Here's look very smell. similar. I don't, your eyes are a different color and I don't know if I should hug you. What did you think? I I mean, I really loved General it. Thoughts, I right. kind of was, I'm kind of in the sweet middle spot between you guys. Like you absolutely loved it. You're like, mm. Mm, I don't know how I feel about it. I'm in the middle okay. where it's like, I very much liked it. And yeah. I've actually been wanting <laughs> to watch it again. A couple of times. I'm yeah. like, do I have time to watch it again? I feel like I might not. Do I still have access it. to it? I don't know. Maybe. I, I, hope, I hope so. <laughs> but I thought exactly the same thing. Like the numbers that were choreographed were choreographed incredibly well. Yeah. Um, if you've seen any of the other Rob Marshall things, the one that he falls flat on is nine. Oh, yeah. Which I hated. That Too was, close yeah. after Chicago. It was concept. terrible. Yeah. It same was exact just, concept. It was Chicago. not well done. I thought that he took time to really make sure that it was cast well. I thought the choreography was great. And I agree, it goes very well and seamless between story for what's needed and through line that's necessary for a movie. But then it flips very well into more of a presentational, you're at the theater Cabaret watching style, something yeah. happen. And that's the thing. He does the same thing on stage because he did, he directed and choreographed Cabaret, I think. Mm. Oh. And it's the same concept. It's like in these moments of like real realism and then we're in a proscenium theater. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah. some of it too was, I guess, I had actually issues with specifically choices that were made for Mary Poppins. Okay. But that was, and I'm like, well, it's Mary Poppins Returns. So I feel <laughs> like that's a pretty big umbrage to take with that. Right. That I have an issue with the lead character. <laughs> right, right. But I, yeah, so I'd say I'm right in the middle. And okay. you you didn't hate it though. Ben. I didn't hate it by okay. any means. I, and I'm, I'm, I wasn't like, oh my God, like top 10 movie of the year, you know? Right. It was, it was good. And, and I think Jay and I talked about this maybe last week in that it had a lot of the elements that make Disney movies good yeah. that, that yeah. make you feel like you're watching a Disney movie. Warm and fuzzy. Yeah. And, and I think I really appreciated the animation segments of oh, it because yeah. that's what made the original Mary Poppins so astounding is and blending unique. the animation yes. with live action, which was still that. really new, Yeah, you know, interacting with like animated characters. Mm -hmm. And I really loved those parts of it. So then, okay, so we've had, uh, so we've talked a little bit about what our thoughts are on it. Let's, right. now, do we want to do spoilers or? I mean, I say, we, I say we can just dive into the plot a little bit. Like, okay. Start it off. It's weird because I think the first Mary Poppins was set pre-World War One, And is now it? this one is, I think this is set, this is like right before World War Two. Oh, even yeah, though it's like she's in that like women's labor union. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Okay. So the the Banks children have grown up. They live in the same house at 17 Cherry Tree Lane. They have three. Uh, Michael, excuse me, has three kids of his own. The movie starts off with introducing us to Jack, played by Lin Manuel, who is a protege of Bert from right. the first film. And so, right. again, it's. It, let me just preface all of this by saying it's almost like a shot, not a shot for shot remake, but it hits every single beat that the original Mary Poppins hits. It's similar to it pays homage in every single homage. Homage. It's like getting a balayage. In your <laughs> it <head>. is. <laughs> Ombrage. <laughs> yeah, like an ombra. Pierre, just like a like an ombrage. Uh, I need an umbrella uh, to head out for <laughs> the rain. Not a shot for shot remake, but no. we are introduced to Bert's protege. He gives us a little song of about like, hey, always be looking up because there's stuff to hope for and look to the sky, I think, or something like that. Again, going back to the fact that I can't remember a single goddamn title of any song in this movie. Not um, you mean one. underneath the lovely London sky, I think is what you're referring I to. I think ben. he's right. Okay, I think he's me. right. Very lovely that, song. It just doesn't stick with me. I'm sorry. Um, and then we are introduced to the Banks family and their whole dynamic of things are crazy. And it turns out that the mother 
is not around. Well, Michael's wife. Michael's wife. The is mother not is not around. And we're we kick into our next really uplifting song, Honey, Why Did You Die? No. I think that's, that's what it's not, called. No. Right. That's not Honey, it's... why did you die? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, where did you go? Or... I, I can't remember the name. Right. I don't. <laughs> exactly. Where did you go? It's. <laughs> I've asked multiple people about this, by the way. Oh. I'm like, hey, can you name one? Fucking... But just, did you just weep? Quickly. <laughs> I mean, it was very like, oh my God. I did. I 100% like, even cried. Even just looking at the lyrics, I'm like, oh my Lord. Like, yeah. He's like, honey, where did you go? And this is really hard. I'm going to carry on, but I don't know how to brush my daughter's hair. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. And I'm thinking about the original Mary Poppins, and I'm like, hey. Remember the opening number where he had all those silly instruments on? That was fun. And then we have dad singing about frickin' mom, like... Everything's fallen to pieces since your mother... Oh, no. And, and, but the ki- and also, can I just say, those children were so fucking well-behaved. They were I'm not amazing that well-behaved. Actors. Oh, no. No, mm. like, they, they're, they're not amazing. Like, they're amazing actors, but, like... Oh, I thought you meant, like, the actual kids on No, no, set. no. Like, the kids are like, okay, there's a leak in the kitchen. Great, go to your battle stations. Like, they already knew what to do. It had happened. They right. were on the phone. Like, they delegated so fucking right. well. Total opposite of Banks Children Round 1. Exactly. Yes. That's what I was thinking. Right. I was like, if I remember right, the kids were kind of a piece of shit exactly. in the first one. Well, the kids are out in the park flying a kite in the original one. It's the uh-huh. mom and dad and the maids who were there to hold all the furniture when Admiral Boom fires off his cannon. Right. Which so again, it's a hearkening back to Is like... his a, name Admiral Boom? Admiral Boom. Played really? by David Warner in this movie, who we just watched in... The 1984 Christmas Carol, who plays Bob Cratchit. Uh, oh. Uh, yeah. So I'm like, David Warner, they pulled him out of whatever grave he was in and put him in a chair. and Found him in a like, raisin ranch and rolled him on set. <laughs> like, where am I? Don't just fire the cannon, David. Right. So, and and one thing I love, too, though, is that yeah. I love that they said that the wife looked after the finances. Yes. I loved yeah. that. That he specifically was like, I'm so sorry, I'm a mess. Like, my wife took care of all of the financial stuff. I'm like, that's so unheard of in that time. It right. would all be the man the man does everything well this the whole even in the first one i had forgotten until recently there's that great song that the the mother sings in the first one she's a suffragette is this yeah. a sister suffragette which, which wasn't in the broadway show yeah that's the best plot of they give her a whole another plot it's right. so stupid but <laughs> yeah and and they and they nod back to that the tale of the kite in the movie is yeah. her suffragette um is her sash. i saw that right. i almost right. started crying Sweet. with that and then jane is now this you know uh also women's rights women's rights causes and everything like that but going back to the main plot the bank's children are about to lose their home right because they're behind on payments wife took care of the finances she's gone michael has fallen behind even though he works at fiduciary bank he's a part-time banker he wants to be a he's like us (laughs) (laughs) he works part-time at row house but he secretly wants you have a a very expensive hobby and so he can't afford uh, this massive home that he Exactly. Still has his childhood children. Yeah. So now they have to figure out a way to save the home. And they they mentioned that, oh, our father bought us shares in the bank and that should take care of all of it. And so they spend a good amount of the movie looking around for this piece of paper. Right. Because they're notified by these two banker guys. They're like, hey, you basically have. Was it a week? It was like like, two days until Friday. Friday. We don't know when when it it starts. Right. It's like you have until Friday. We don't know what day it is. Yeah. But you have until then, to the stroke of midnight, right. just to Meanwhile, really be specific with high stakes. Kids are in cartoons and <laughs> yeah. running around and, and they are setting going. things on fire. Yes. And- so the kids go to the park and they run into Jack as they're flying the kite. The kite's getting away from him. Jack helps him 
try and rein the kite in. And as they're reining the kite in, lo and behold, a woman comes out of the sky to set all of these men on earth straight. Right. And here she comes. Mary Poppins Emily Blunt has, arrived, has arrived. Who's amazing, by the way. I just uh-huh. want to get With that the away. best flexed feet oh I've God. ever seen yeah. in my whole life. Second position yes. on steroids. Yeah. It was amazing. And her I, toes might as well have touched her shins. Yes. I think her, amazing. I think her interpretation of Mary Poppins was actually more true to the actual book. Oh, interesting. Than Julie Andrews was. Julie okay. Andrews was a little bit more whimsical i think but because my whole thing with again with her if i were to just cut cut in and stop everything is uh, (laughs) she's kind of a fucking gaslighter for sure (laughs) because she's like she's like what are you talking about there's no nonsense going on meanwhile her umbrella is talking and she's like what the fuck are you talking about my umbrella isn't talking it's like no wonder these kids grew up to (laughs) she's a fucking sociopath she gaslights the children she's a bitch she's a raging but like a British one, so like yes, so it's it, fine. It almost comes off because it's oh, yeah, not an accent, so it's like no, she can get she away. She sounds with it. really polite. One never discusses a woman's age, Michael. Would have hoped I taught you better. I and I didn't know that it, that was closer to what she was like in the books. Right, right. She's like it's it's more of like she's gaslighting, but with a wink in her eye. Exactly. That's she like, felt more human in this one. I think, I think was so the interesting thing. because you see, I was telling Ben, I loved her so much because I love seeing things. Where I'm like, that acting is how I was taught to act. Right. The like, oh. it's very Chekhov in her. You see her subtext and you see everything underneath and you see her calculating. Sure. And you didn't see that from Julie Andrews. It, you're totally right. It was, you're absolutely right. It was whimsical. And yeah. her, you saw her, you saw her calculating everything and sure. planning it out and gave her another layer. So I think mm. it was, it, it could be just the differences between actors like Julie Andrews, like Walt Disney specifically wanted Julie Andrews for the role. Right. And they waited months until she actually had her baby to start production. And I think they did the oh. exact same thing for this movie as it turned out. <laughs> really? But no. again, oh I don't think Emily Blunt has much of a musical background or as much as Julie Andrews if did. She doesn't. She did a hell of a job catching yeah. up. Yeah. She did a very good job. So maybe that's why, like just two totally different acting styles. And that's why yeah. this one is a little bit more true. Right. So, so, so now then, Mary Potts is, Potts right. is on the scene and she's here to, quote, save the Banks children. Yes. Same thing that brought me the first time. I've come to look after the Banks children. Us! Oh, yes, you too. Because, again, that's sort of the, not the twist of the first one. Sure. In that people assume that she was there to save the Banks kids in the original, but she was actually there to save sure. the father. So I'm going to cut to Jordan and have him tell us this person is introduced who heads up the bank mm-hmm. because Dick Van Dyke is apparently insane. It's Colin Firth, Colin isn't Firth. it? It sure is. Yeah. So what is he doing during all of this? Oh, what is he doing? He's he's robbing them blind. <laughs> <laughs> because Banks... Because Banks is <laughs> being savage. The Banks are robbing the Banks. Yeah. <laughs> you ever thought about how their last name is Banks? Right. Yeah. Like you kind of brought it on yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And he wears a pinstripe suit. He does. You know? Yeah. He's an animated wolf at one That's point. Right. Yeah. Get it. That's right. He's horrible. He's awful. He's, he's a wolf Can of the watch. I just say, let's stop trying to demonize wolves already. <laughs> They're an endangered species. Leave them alone. So they have this time frame of trying to save the house, find this bond piece of paper that'll help put their finances back in order. Right. And we're off. And Mary Poppins is now with the kids, teaching them lessons through sing song. And I can't also, think of a single one. Also trying to... <laughs> 
figure out the kids are trying to actively figure out a way to get money yes. like if this bond thing they're, they're trying to find it they can't seem to find it mm-hmm. they're like what else can we do and so something they think of is their mom noticed a uh, uh, the royal dalton china the royal mm-hmm. dalton china my goodness i've seen it three times okay detail <laughs> i'm not gonna i'm probably gonna be on two pretty soon this plot point goes nowhere about it Oh my God! It does too. It That's makes how we meet sure Meryl Streep. Then and then what? This is the where Oracle Meryl of Meryl Streep. Go? And this where did the bowl go? <laughs> so I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Where did Meryl Streep and the bowl? She's still working on it. This okay, is... and then right. the movie ends. Now, this is where Mary Poppins Returns Two comes back. <laughs> the Meryl Streep follow-up story. Cousin what Topsy. To the bowl. Mm. Right. Yeah. We need to figure out what happens on every other day of the week besides Wednesday mm-hmm. or the second, second Wednesday. Wednesday. Excuse me. Very sorry. So yeah, so that's pretty much it. And then yeah. Jack is kind of going along for the ride. Mm-hmm. Um, He's I, there to help. Yes, but I, he also falls in love with Jane. Does he though? Does he? Yeah. You think so? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask because that's something he tags Ooh. along, and he kind of. That's another thing Mary Poppins calculated. Mm-hmm. She did. She orchestrated that. Yeah. Wait, tell me more. Tell me more. There's a moment where they're they're upstairs and he's lighting something on the yeah, street. Yeah, right? she like she. Or maybe she just notices it. I don't know. Okay. I, I feel like there's a moment where she plans it. They bump into each other or something. Oh, no, I don't you're remember. Right. And she mentions she's like up there and she notices and then she says something to the caretaker, who, by the way, is a, a terrible house caretaker. I mean, Mrs. Weasley. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You best hope I don't put bars on your window, Ronald Weasley. She's She's got a lot on her plate. But they're so loyal to her. It's like she's practically (laughs) burning clothes in the kitchen thinking that she's making soup. And they're like, aw. No, I guess we'll keep her. That's (laughs) endearing. She like truly might have dementia. And they're like, (laughs) aw. We got to keep her around. I can't toss her out on the street. But yeah, she's talking to her. And then she's like, oh, well, something might happen there. Something like that. So because of the bowl, they, they end up much like jumping into the sidewalk in the original one. Right. They end up jumping into this bowl, into this time warp, this new world, this animated world. We have our big Royal Hall music number, which I think... I was... could not understand 78% well, of those and then words. It suits. Lynn has this huge rhythm poem. <laughs> I mean, where she goes, Royal Dalton Music Hall. <laughs> I... I think I, I I think I said yes when she did that in the theater. I died. I wanted more. I wanted more ground. That was the one part I did. Yeah. It's, yeah, that was like the big cool vaudevillian number yes. that I just feel like was again staged very well. You felt like you were in a theater watching it. Right. Very like yes. presentational and okay. Yeah. So oh go go go. Well, I went into this movie thinking if they have Lin Manuel Miranda inappropriately rap in this movie, I'm gonna be livid. <laughs> I'm gonna lose my livid. okay inappropriately inappropriately rap. rap. Okay, but they didn't. They had him very appropriately rap. I agree. And it was so well done. It really was. Because it made sense. It made sense because they were just telling stories like, um, what's another musical where they do that? Where it's like limericks or something like that. But it, it, again, it's very vibrant. It worked with that. Yes, it was very Very vibrant and worked for that. And that song is A Cover Is Not the Book, which I think was written about Trump. I think so too. Yeah. Oh, me too. Can we talk about that? The king ends up being a crook. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. yeah. Hi. If you actually open the cover, it reveals that, wow, the emperor is Has naked no and he's an yep. fraud. Yes. So the yeah, like the, there are a ton of political, social overtones in this movie that, and whether that's because of the 
day and age that we live in or did we all feel these because of the current events or did these guys write that stuff in but to me again that's the sign of a good story i also yeah. noted yeah. the inclusive casting made me so mm. so happy oh because like how this was cast like way back when it yeah. was a whitewash yeah. there was, was nary yeah. a non-caucasian to be found <laughs> yeah. it was that's how it was they were they were all, it was so great. I yeah. loved how inclusive they were. Yeah. It, have, have you guys seen Harry Potter and the Cursed Child? Not yet. Mm. Okay, so Colin Firth's secretary <laughs> is Hermione. Oh, oh really? yeah. I, I, I looked at her for a second and I was like, you look familiar. And then I heard that like husky voice and I was oh. like, Hermione. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that's, that's two awesome. Harry Potter characters yes. in this yes. movie. I mean, it's British. Like, yeah. Like, right, like, what are you going to do? Like, we get it. You've been in Harry Potter. Okay. <laughs> it's like a badge of honor. Like everyone's checked that box. Like yeah, yeah. No, we, but yeah, I, we all did one. I right. agree. That's that was the first thing we said when we left. Is I mean, unfortunately, put that much diversity in the Banks family or in no. these characters that have been established. But they made a very conscious effort to to do it. Yeah, yeah. and they did it. Yeah, very much which so. I really really appreciated. Mm -hmm. Triple light, fantastic. In my opinion, was yeah the best number in the whole. Like as soon as <laughs> as soon as we got to those little poses on all the different uh, lamp lights, you I literally said out loud, "I was like, there he is." <laughs> That's Rob Marshall. Marshall. Yes. Got to take it back to Cinderella. <laughs> okay, let's that take it back. That waltz for the ball in Cinderella and that yes. made-for-TV version is so beautiful, and it reminds me so much of that, just in the way that it's shot. I mean, it it's it's shot on a flat plane. I keep saying this. I just think it's amazing. No, it's and when true. those fucking BMX bikes came out. Yeah, what the fuck was that about? At first, I was not into it. Bikes! And I was like, if they put Mary Poppins on one of these BMX bikes, I'm going to be livid. And then she did... A graceful side saddle wheelie, <laughs> yeah. and I cried. <laughs> it was beautiful. I, loved I was it. born again. I was. Uh, oh my god, it was so great. At the end, though, of Triple Light, fantastic. All of a sudden, they all have these fucking they're fire. Like fire. It was like the mob from Beauty and the Beast yeah. yep. that was gonna go and like storm the clock tower. Right. It was, it was ridiculous. And even little little Georgie had one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, Ooh, this is some sort of child labor like <laughs> violation or something. I don't know. I was like, he's gonna hit someone, <laughs> honey. Be careful with that. This is the new age. This is like this the is earliest right. version of of sparklers. It's right. just a stick. <laughs> we with had fire. sticks with propane. <laughs> That's what we had. <laughs> That's uh, a mood. Yeah. So for for me, the the movie starts to fall apart a little bit, like midway through through Act Three, mm -hmm. and then. And it redeems itself at the end and mm -hmm. gets, again, very Disney and very Mary Poppins-esque. But again, I don't want to give too much away in the final no, act. No, I don't think know? so either. So, I, yeah. so again, so the, the big question that we have for this and the main reason we have this podcast is because there are a lot of people out there. There are a lot of movies and a lot of things to see. Mm. And it's a matter of should you take time out of your day to watch this movie? And if so, why? Yes, yes, so yes, Jordan yes, yes. Says yes. Why? Because it's good. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think I, I was talking to my roommates. I, I feel like when you look through the morality songs that she takes them through, yeah. I feel like it's like a personality test. Like, which one was your favorite? Because it says a lot about you. Mm -hmm. Ooh, like mine was like the... a BuzzFeed quiz? Exactly. We should make a BuzzFeed quiz <laughs> to like accompany the release of this podcast. Okay. I like that. Um, <laughs> you're going to hate this, Ben. Mine was... The Turning Turtle song. Yeah. And maybe it's because I'm really depressed, but <laughs> it's like, look at something from a new perspective. Exactly. You know, I oh. I loved that one. Yeah. Um, I hadn't thought about it in that way. 
I feel like one of my roommates was like obsessed with the cover is not a book and what else there was the the, the one where, where they went the in lost, the bathtub where the lost things go can you that imagine one. that yeah. I don't think the bathtub song I don't know that we necessarily needed it, it was but. like I, I feel like that was like the, the kickoff song to like, like oh we're off on an adventure exactly. she can do shit use yeah. your imagination yeah, yeah. that kind of thing Thinking back on it, now that I'm thinking about it, I, I don't know if there's necessarily one overarching moral mm. to it. Mm-hmm. What, what, what is the moral? What is the moral of Mary Poppins Returns? Uh, so I would say is that, yes, you do need to be an adult. Yes, you do need to be able to handle your finances. But at the same time, I think the whole reason that Mary Poppins comes back is what? <laughs> what are you asking? The overall at? arc is like being an adult. <laughs> handle your finances. Handle your shit. Get it together. <laughs> but smile while you do it. Exactly. Smile while you do it. You might be dying inside, but you can trip a little light fantastic. Or, or when your you mother get home may already have with died. The ten percent of your paycheck you actually get to keep. <laughs> right. Um, no, it's it's more about that. Yes, you do need to be an adult and handle your life, but you can also find joy in it, and there are ways to do that. Yeah. Yes. So that yes, you do need to do what's needed, but also don't kill the inner child within yourself. Mm. I yes. There's my car. That's I. Have have to go so that's what i think it is uh i think it's hope everything you two just said but it's also in sort of keeping with topsy's number of like life is kind of what you make of it in my opinion yeah we have all these numbers about using your imagination don't judge a book by its cover and even the opening song that jack sings is about keep looking up it may there may be a storm right now amazing things can happen if you believe that they can happen. Mm-hmm. So so would you take time out of your day from watching Office reruns to watch this? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Good. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, I'm, I'm sort of in the same boat with you. And maybe I need to see it again. I think to I like do really, too. Because I had, I had high expectations watching it. And I'm like, it's my favorite Disney movie. Mm-hmm. Fucking see what you do. Fuck this up. Here we yeah. go. And again, like, I didn't know if I was being manipulated out of nostalgia or not. Well, so you, I you feel were. like the answer is yes. It, the answer is <laughs> it. It's a Disney movie. Of course you were. Who also owns Star Wars. So what, what do you think? <laughs> right. What um, did you expect? So yeah, I, I, again, I didn't, I didn't hate it, but again, I wasn't like, oh, over the moon about it. There were parts of it that I was just blown away by. And then again, like parts of Act 3, I'm like, eh, and I'm like, mm, certain songs do we need? Like there are certain songs that were like Arvide's Lament in Guys and Dolls. I'm like, I would cut that immediately if uh, I were directing this <laughs> show. Like this number can go, this number can go. Right. Um, just to tighten it up a little bit. Okay. But. I, I absolutely would say yes. Like uh, out of all the movies and things that you need to watch or want to watch or people tell you to watch, you should definitely watch this. It's worth taking the time. And even if you don't have kids, yeah. oh, I yeah. think this is a fun movie yeah. to be able to watch and just, again, relive and reignite that inner child within you. Which is also what it's about. It's about, yeah. you know, they mentioned that in the third act of don't forget what it's like to be a child yeah. because we can all get weighed down by like adult circumstances and things like that. And even in our life as artists, you know, I feel like the the place that we're constantly trying to return to is the is the place where we're acting on intuition, yeah. where we feel freedom in everything that we do. Mm-hmm. Where we would just, we just do things because they feel right in the right. moment, and hopefully in our journeys and our in our lives, but also in our work, that we can constantly find those moments where we're not mm-hmm. judging ourselves, where we're not like getting down on ourselves because this happened or we made this choice, and now ah, why is life so hard, and why mm-hmm. is my ceiling leaking Dr Pepper on me, and why, <laughs> you know, uh, healthcare and blah blah blah. Like, what? It's, sure. Life is so hard, but at the same time, like, there's a lot of really amazing things. See, now this makes even talking about it makes yeah. me want to watch it again. Yeah, and that's a very artist actor message, I think, too. The you know, it's just like our lives. We come here and it gets gray and bleak, and we audition and no, 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 and we have to find those. Th- 
those times where mm. we express ourselves and yeah. do those fulfilling things. Mm. I don't know. It's it's like that. Yeah. yeah. Things that like remind you why you are alive and do remind what you, do. you yeah. what you yeah. do, what you do. And, what you and we won't yeah. experience those moments if we don't continue to try. Right. And I know. think too, it's nurturing that because it can be very easy to just get into that routine like like uh, Michael does of mm. just going to work, trying to take care of things, getting bogged down. Yeah. And that's something I think we needed to see now that I think about it. We never saw Michael be an artist. Yeah. We just, no. we, we saw him like draw the little picture for George once, but we never saw that side of him. Yeah. You would think at the end of the movie, once he has come around, right. we would see he's him wearing like, a pink paint vest something. And I know, yeah. He is I think living. he's wearing the same vest that Bert wore when they jumped into the chalk. Oh, no way. It's, it's the striped colored one. Uh, oh, no, yeah. I have to watch it for now we have okay, to watch well, yeah. <laughs> See. At least. Um, shall we jump into trivia? Yes. All right. So Cue let's... trivia music. So again, not to give too much away, these guys are in the preview, so I don't give a shit. Okay. Angela Lansbury and Dick Van Dyke are now the two oldest actors to appear in any Disney movie. Do you know how old they were when they did this? Uh, I mean, it was... Oh. I'm going to guess some somewhere in their 90s. Mm-hmm. 93? 93. Both of them? Yeah. Both were 93 years old. I have something to say about Angela Lansbury. Okay, here we go. Wait, stop the music. (laughs) That role was written for Julie Andrews, right? Yeah, it was. Totally. Clearly. Yeah, it totally was. Let's put Mrs. Potts in there because we can't get Julie to do it. Exactly. Which I didn't know if I cared for. Interestingly enough, Mary Poppins was going to be offered to Angela Lansbury, but Walt Disney wanted Julie Andrews. (gasps) Oh! Which it's is okay. why, which is why Lansbury did Bedknobs and Broomsticks, which is equally as good. I don't know why no one talks I about think it. I so too. No, we, we we watched that. We watched it on on a Valentine's Day <laughs> yeah. getaway. Yeah. And the one takeaway from that movie, again, da- David Tomlinson, who plays Mr. Banks in the original movie, is in that yes. movie with Angela Lansbury. Yeah. And he plays a street magician. And the, I walked away from that movie being like, "Wow, World War II was really hard on street magicians." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. If World you go War- back and watch it like people are diving cover uh, and he's wandering around with this fucking here come the germans but he's doing he's like doing like sleight of hand with french fries you know oh like world war ii world war ii was really hard on street magicians very hard it was very hard okay music back on here we go dick van dyke does a little song and dance number in the movie i don't want to give away what it's about yes he does but he did of course all of his own choreography they gave <laughs> him a set of four different moves to do uh-huh and he automatically chose the most difficult ones of course he did and he said i don't want any help from any crew member at all <gasps> He did it all himself a star. while standing on that desk because Dick Van Dyke is a fucking star. He is. He is He's old gone school. through 17 livers, and but he is a <laughs> star. He is being held up by <laughs> puppet strings that you can't see. But he did it but all on his own. But he did it all on his own. Uh, he's a national treasure. Um, there was a lot of background music that harkens back to the original movie in yes. this, and you can probably hear it. So just when you watch it, keep an ear out for, again, Spoonful of Sugar, mm-hmm. Let's Go Fly a Kite, Fidelity Fiduciary Bank, all that kind of stuff. How many years was it between these two movies? Oh, 66 was Mary Poppins? 65? 64. 64. Yeah. I can't do math. I don't know. What, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it is officially the longest time between a movie and its sequel. 54 years between the two. Wow. Really? It just sat in development 50. hell forever because they just couldn't get anything. Because Emily Blunt so. was pregnant. Exactly. God. <laughs> we get Every it. Women time. being pregnant ruins everything. <laughs> Thanks, Jim from The Office. <laughs> So the, the animated sequences, which we talked about, Rob Marshall really pushed to have those being hand-drawn. Good. Disney wanted to do CGI. They and did? And he fought Aww. them for months until Good. they finally relented. Bless you. 70 animators, all at Disney Studios, worked uh, 16 months 
to get all of the animation done. That's so many months. Hand drawn, all of it, which was fed digitally into computers so they can do all the inking and coloring and everything like that. But oh, hand drawn by seventy animators over a year and a half. That's so. that's why. That's Another why reason I, I really love it. appreciate That's why I love that. That's oh, that makes me so happy. Um, the first song, which uh, not the first song, but the the bathtub one, which is can you imagine that? Oh, okay. She, goes backwards into the tub. Yes, she does. Yes. They actually built a water slide that went down an entire floor <laughs> so she could... Got the video saved on my phone. I'll show you guys <laughs> after. You really? Sure do. What? They made a slide just for that? Oh, yeah. I would do like 20 takes just to be like, I think we need one I more. I think we need one more. Can we get some more <laughs> bubbles? <laughs> and more bubbles. The Triple O Light Fantastic number. Yes. Took two weeks to film. Huh. 50 dancers. Oh. It is an eight-minute sequence that was filmed on five different sets using five different cameras, 28 rotating street lamps, Holy Jesus. 18 ladders, and 100 BMX bicycles. 100 bicycles? <laughs> <laughs> what? That's crazy. That's, that's fucking crazy. That's fucking insanity because yeah. it doesn't look like it. That's the thing. That number does not look like it. No. It looks like it's like, yeah. yeah, we got a bunch of cameras, but it just, like you said, they it's like a... Musical theater show. Yeah. It's just, it's right there. Yeah, that's the what like, are you talking about? The eleven o'clock number. How many of those guys do you think were in Newsies on Broadway? Huh? Oh, at least fourteen. At least fourteen, if not more. They were selling those papes Pitches. between takes. <laughs> papes and takes. How many movies is this with Emily Blunt and Meryl Streep working together? Can you name them? Devil Wears Prada. Yep, number one. Oh, that's good. Number two. I I, I exclusively watch Devil Wears Prada. It's the only movie I watch. <laughs> this and Devil Wears was, Prada. That was their <laughs> first. The only movies. Um, that was their first movie know. together. Rob Marshall know. directed it. Oh, Into the Woods. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Which she was robbed yeah. for an Oscar nomination. Just, uh, just I still need to watch I that. I haven't yeah. seen it. I mean, I love the show. Part of it. Mm. So <laughs> this is a little bit of um, Disney casting math for you. Okay. Colin Firth and Angela Lansbury. Yes. Hate each other. No. <laughs> <laughs> we're, both, we're both in Nanny McPhee. Nanny McPhee was played by Emma Thompson who played P.L. Travers in Saving Mr. Banks. Oh. Angela Lansbury also voiced Mrs. Potts, who was played by Emma Thompson in the live action movie, yes. which was also a Disney movie. Okay, but where's Kevin Bacon? <laughs> <laughs> Just for the record, when you said Nanny McVie, me and Megan were both like, mm. We both literally like <laughs> shrugged our shoulders up. We're like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. Have either of you seen it? No. I mean, I seen no. Either, no. But I, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Emma Thompson's like ugly, then she's pretty. That's all I know about Nanny <laughs> oh, McPhee. Oh, sure. She yeah. was married to Kenneth Branagh at one point. Yeah. She okay. was married to Gilroy Lockhart at right. some point, and then they divorced. And, great. Anyway. And now it's Jim from The Office. Yeah, that's great. all I got for trivia. That's <laughs> great. Yeah. Awesome. Right, right. So yeah, I'd say definitely watch this movie. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. It's Final a good thoughts? one. Final thoughts. It's brilliant. Emily Blunt is, I think, amazing. I, I would say watch it very much for Emily Blunt. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm just going to say on record as we're rolling, I don't know if this has ever been said in the history of podcasts or acting, okay. but it needs to be said. All and right. I'm going to say it. It's another hot take. We didn't need Meryl Streep in this movie. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. Um, okay. <sighs> It's always good to see you, Meryl. I know. But I mean, I. That would be the eight minutes I would cut. <laughs> All right. And this movie would be the number. 
I thought, and I also because thought, what happened to the bowl? They put so much importance oh on the God. bowl. I'm gonna and give she's you. Like, I'm, I'm gonna go Google. out. I'm gonna find a big ass china bowl from Goodwill, and I'm gonna give it to you for your birthday. And I'm like, here's the fucking bowl. <laughs> then I'm just gonna get rid of it with no explanation. Right. And you're gonna be like, where'd the bowl go? I'll be like, what bowl? She brings it home. She like spins it on the table. She's like, hold on. <laughs> We're off, going on a ride. And off we go. <laughs> and then you'll Water just start slide. gaslighting me. What bowl? There was no bowl here. Where's my? I don't remember my any bowl. Oh, the bowl you put so much importance on and now it's gone? <laughs> that bowl? It's a good thing you come along when you did, Mary Poppins. My final thought is I thought the father, uh, what's that actor's name? Ben uh, Washaw. Oh, I'm like, God. He's amazing. I just want He's amazing. Well, he plays Q in the Bond movies. He's yes. also in the live action I just version want, of The Tempest. I just want to hold him. I just want to hold him he's and amazing. feed him cake. Like, he's so sweet. Feed him cake. And amazing. And I just, oh, he made me cry. Your heart breaks for him. It, yeah. does, it really does. But it's not like overdone it's so fucking honest yeah. like he's an incredible actor and and may, maybe you guys can chime in on this very quickly the themes we'll of this try. movie are now so mature compared to the first one if yeah. you think of the first one the father was like he had his money in his work and he wasn't really he was kind of neglecting his children yeah and he put a lot of importance on money and sure. money and in this one it it, it it is a broken man who is now widowed who is about to lose his home all of these these very high mature thematic things are all of a sudden put into the sequel. Was that mm. something that was jarring for you guys? Or it, was that just for me, me a little bit? Well, I mean, I don't think Disney is making movies for kids anymore. I don't think they no. are. Either. I mean, ever since honestly, since Disney Pixar combined yeah. and uh, Toy Story three, really that I mean. shit is heavy. <laughs> yeah. It's like the first ten minutes of Up. It's of like, up. what oh are you talking God. about? Like, why is this happening? Yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah. No, no, it's it's like they they technically are still making movies that are geared towards a younger audience. However, there's massive intention behind it yes. that hits all the feels, no matter what age you are, yeah. which actually makes it more accessible for a much wider audience. I that's I think that's why they're being they're so successful. Or maybe it's because we are all older, maybe. and we and we're we, all savagely immature. <laughs> <laughs> And we're all about to lose our homes. Yeah. So maybe, maybe we, uh, since we are now Hashtag adults, garbage. we, <laughs> since now, now that we're all adults, we pull different things out of these movies now. That's maybe true. I can go back and watch Mary Poppins, the 64 version. And pull I want to. Out of that now. Yeah. Yeah. What happens when we die and Disney has to like come up with fresh ideas again? <laughs> they're like, we can't keep doing these sequels. We can't keep doing these remakes because they're all dead. Mary right. Poppins, they're not, there's no nostalgia anymore. Nostalgia right. has died. They're going to have to come up with yeah. new ideas. Yeah. And in, in an age where everything is like a copy or a remake of something, it was nice to have like a tried and true sequel that was very true true to the original source material but also like doing something new yeah very yeah. original and having amazing actors with their own individual takes on how to bring these characters to life mm -hmm. i loved it i would say yes see this movie that's it yeah. so we're going to continue on with our awards season viewing i think we're going to watch vice oh i wanted to say black panther you want to do black panther i haven't Ooh. seen black panther that's another disney movie that's two disney movies in a row well is that okay. bad luck i don't know <laughs> well, that could be the best luck we've ever I had i don't know i don't know uh but black panther super similar so be careful are they yeah. okay no, I was thinking black, black panther oh that's right uh, <laughs> we'll watch both and compare okay <laughs> So there's uh, there's Vice, there's Black Panther, yes. there's what let's, else has let's been rock nominated? The vote. Let's rock the vote between okay. Black Panther and Vice, and okay. we'll post that on Instagram, and you guys can vote for which one you want to see. The Oscars, I believe, are still a few weeks away, so we got a little yeah. bit of time. Yeah. Uh, but Megan hasn't seen either of those movies, no. so mm -hmm. yeah. 
I think we'll go with that. Jordan, thank you so much for thank being you. our guest. Was this fun? I'm yeah. surprised I didn't cry. Every time I talk about this movie, I'm like, okay, guys, gotta go grab a tissue. Um, <laughs> and another thing that I really <sighs> Thanks. That's just fine. It was a lot of fun. Um, and thank you for listening. Thank you, as always, to Anchor fm and their podcast lab for hosting us and thank you to pocket cast as well for mm. being a nice platform to listen to your podcasts yes thanks for st- sticking with us with those ads we now have a dollar 75 <laughs> in our cash in our cash like share subscribe download us wherever you get your podcasts but we will uh, see you guys next time for either vice or black panther mm. thank you again to jordan jacob anything you want to plug really quick um i'll be at every epa in new york for the next three <laughs> weeks so if you're behind the table please give me a job make sure you say hi yes you know. and just somehow you don't recognize- pull a string and push him up on the audition list <laughs> exactly yes um yes. also i wanted to mention very quickly katie's podcast Oh, that's right. Yeah. Our friend that was on the podcast before, Katie Jo, uh, she actually got inspired by us because we're very inspiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she started her own podcast called Harry Potter and the Hot Takes. Oh, Katie, I am lit for this. I've already subscribed. I already shared it. I amazing. really have. The whole thing that she has done is basically she's obsessed with Harry Potter, all things in the Harry Potter world, the books, the movies, fan fiction, like all of it. And she is basically inviting guests onto her show to give their hot take mm. on Harry Potter and what they think, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I, I want you as a guest on that show. So Yeah, Katie, uh, my number is 281. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I'll, I'll, we'll make I'll it connect you up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thanks, guys, for listening. And we will see you next week with either Black Panther or Vice. Bye. Bye.